I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Hello, guys. Before we get going, the blizzard of data. Every minute, every day, data, data, data. How's your sleep, your posture, your glucose, your power, your pace? Hordes and hordes of obsessive tracking. But is it really moving the performance needle for you? Perhaps. But for many, it just causes confusion and stress along your what should be enjoyable performance journey. Building a smart relationship with your data is critical. But sometimes simplicity is the best path forward. So with that, how do I reconcile this partnership with Inside Tracker? How does it fit into it? Well, here's the key. It isn't just more data, because there is a big difference between the blizzard of data and information, especially information that enables you to take actionable steps in your training, habits, and nutrition. And this is why I'm a fan. Inside Tracker provides a checkpoint every few months where you can get a look inside and then make smart, strategic decisions about your training, your nutrition, your health. You get busy following the advice, all peer-reviewed, and then check in again. How's it been? How do I course correct? And that is why here at We at Purple Patch are partnered with Inside Tracker. We want to help you become more informed about your performance journey and ensure that you're placing your focus in the right place that's going to yield the best results for you. And you can join us. If you'd like to, head to insidetracker.com forward slash purple patch podcast. You've got a nice landing page there. And here's a sneaky code for 25% off just for a limited time at everything in the store. It's Purple Patch Pro 25. I hope that helps. Of course, we're always here for questions, info at purplepatchfitness.com. But please, before then, enjoy the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. Iron Man. One of the epic endurance challenges. Swim 2.4 miles. Bike, 112 miles. Run, a 26.2-mile marathon. Perhaps you've done one already, but would love to do better. Or perhaps you're inspired to give it a crack, but not really sure if you're up to the task. And there might even be a few of you listening thinking, goodness me, I'd love to do that. But it's absolutely impossible with my life schedule. Today, my plan, I'm going to break the mold of the myths and the perceptions that send time-starved hopefuls down the wrong path on their Ironman journey. I'm going to now outline the bullets, the key points to ensure that you have a successful journey to Ironman that doesn't equal obsession, fatigue, and the destruction of other parts of life. I want to help you build a framework of a program that will enable you to prepare to be successful, but also along the way, improve your health, performance across other parts of life, and enable you to actually enjoy the journey. Yes, 
You heard it right. Have fun. It's going to be tough. It requires commitment, but you are allowed to smile. And so today, let me educate, guide, inspire you. If, and it's a big if, but if you want to give it a crack. Today, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about Iron Man. For those that have done and are frustrated, for those that would love to do but just don't know how, and even for those that dream but cannot see it becoming a reality. Look, if my mate Angus can do it, you can. I promise you that. All to come in this week's bumper episode, but first, we've got to do the squatty update. Yes, the squatty update, a couple of things. First, I want to talk about video coaching. You see, we have guided, we have nurtured and evolved. Last summer, we started doing video bike coaching in my living room with a curtain behind me and patchy internet. And it evolved and grew. And then we got a man called Barry who may or may not be real and may or may not be a part of this podcast. And we started doing post-production, live, video on demand, Netflix style, video coaching. Then we introduced strength. And at first, the Purple Patch athletes were like, what is this? And we had some few loyal early adopters, but others were like, yeah, sort of used to my other stuff. And now it is a massive and integral part of Purple Patch Coaching. Something different, something fun that fosters real coaching to anyone, wherever you're at in the world. Yes, you can get guidance, feedback on your form. And on top of it, it builds community, connection. And what was that word I mentioned earlier, the dirty word? Oh yeah, it's pretty fun as well. And so just a little tip of the hat today, because what I've noticed is that going from it's something additional to the Purple Patch program, now it is the way we coach. And so if you want to find out more, head to the website or just ping us and we can give you a little sneak preview. Second thing in the squaddy update that I want to talk about, a new program, an important program, one that featured in our gift guide, the swim analysis. You see, as a group, we are in the midst of postseason or off-season, if you prefer that label, and it is a phase of preparation, a time that you've got more freedom in your training, slightly lower stress, and technical evolution. So yes, guess what? This is the time to make changes to your how you do things. And the most common weakness for triathletes, it tends to be swimming. And we recently designed from the ground up a completely revolutionized way to help athletes improve their swim technique all remotely. It is a refreshed lens on swim analysis. You can kind of find swim analysis anywhere, but this is something different. Heavy video guidance and tutorial specific training for you to go and implement actual training sessions personal consultations to ensure you understand, some guidance on some of the dryland stuff that can help you improve your strength and mobility so that you can actually implement the changes in a meaningful way. And the most important thing, after a month that you go away and implement the recommendations, you come back, we review, we course correct, 
and we give you some more guidance. And so far, our initial groups of athletes that have gone through absolutely love it. In fact, I'm so confident in this program that I'm pretty sure other coaches are going to replicate us. And it makes sense because it's really going to improve the way that you swim. And so, yeah, I don't mind being replicated or mimicked because it's going to improve the quality of the coaching and feedback globally. But for right now, guess what? We are the ones doing it. And so if you want to improve your swimming, why don't you check out our brand new swim analysis program? It's all on the services tab of the Purple Patch website. And if you haven't listened before, that is purplepatchfitness.com. And no, before you ask, you do not need to be a Purple Patch athlete to utilize the program. We want to help all. Okay, with that, Barry, play, brother, play. It is time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for what of the week. We like the way he thinks, serious with the way. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dictionary word of the week. The word of the week this week? Dina. Dina? Yes, my friend, Dina. But you ask, why would Dina be the podcast word of the week? Well, Dina represents what a whole lot of folks have done over the last weeks and months. And what you can join them in. You see, Dina took the first steps. She made a commitment and then she showed up. Let me tell you about Dina. She had a really tough pandemic. She was one of the many, many, many who struggled and fitness and health was just not a part of her life over the last 18 months. She found herself in a bit of a low point. But Dina did something on the journey of performance, something that is one of the toughest parts of the journey. And that was getting started. How did it begin? Simple. She showed up to the Purple Patch Center in San Francisco every day, and she walked 20, 30, 40 minutes, no structure. And then she started to add highly accessible, very basic, but important little strength sessions twice a week. And finally, the really intimidating, big, scary thing. She opened the door, she got on a bike and joined me for a bike class and all of the other Purple Patch athletes. Dina screamed, I'm not an athlete. We are all athletes, Dina. And so she got on the bike, and she struggled, and she suffered, side by side with pro athletes and athletes in their 70s, but she stuck with it, and she's still with it, and she's now cresting the hump. She's moving towards the magic word, a word that you'll hear today, consistency. And the vast majority of Dina's journey is all ahead of her. It's not going to be easy. There's still plenty of opportunities for her to fall off the proverbial wagon. But she has made the most important step, the first step. And the key for Dina and for you, if you need to take that first step, is to meet yourself where you are currently at. Because if you meet yourself where you're at now, 
you are equipped to begin building to who you want to be in the future. And so if you're struggling and you don't know how or where to start, learn a little bit from Dina. It's pretty simple. Take the first step. Who knows where it's going to take you? And that is why this week, the word of the week is Dina. Oh, and if you want some guidance how to start, reach out to us. We'll help you. We'll give you some ideas. Info at purplepatchfitness.com. It's a very simple email address to remember. Okay, now something bigger, the aspirational. Why don't we hold hands and sort this Iron Man thing out a little bit? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the meat and potatoes. Yes, it is the meat and potatoes. And today we are going to talk all about Iron Man in a time-starved life. We hope to pave your path. But I want to start with a story of a purple patch athlete. One of the most iconic age group stories that Purple Patch has ever had in its 14 going on 15 years of existence is one of Sami Inkinen. I worked with Sami through his age group triathlon career. And for these five or so years of elite age group training and racing, it all ran parallel to his entrepreneurial journey of starting a company called Trulia. That's the real estate website, if you haven't heard of it. Now, let me first state, as I tell you this story, Sami, and he has the nickname from me, Sami the Bull, but Sami is a physiological beast. He is highly gifted as an endurance athlete. And when you hear this tale, similar to if I was telling you a story of a professional athlete, the promise from this story isn't for every listener to be able to go on and become an age group world champion, but... The key is that the lessons of Sami's journey are important and relevant no matter what your level you're starting from. You see, Sami was the definition of a time-starved executive with all of the commitments that you might imagine of starting a major tech company. And when he approached me to guide his training, we very quickly realized that we had an optimization challenge. He had high aspirations and goals in triathlon, but he absolutely couldn't compromise his role of COO of a tech startup, a tech startup that was actually on a steep trajectory to go in public. And so what we did over the first couple of meetings is we outlined the mission. Okay, we have to integrate training into your life. We have to ensure that your sporting journey is going to actually amplify your performance as a business leader, not compromise it. That was non-negotiable. And while we were doing those two things, we were going to chase higher triathlon performance. Now, very quickly, it became obvious. This was going to require some radical out-of-the-box thinking. It was also going to require a whole bunch of courage from Sami. He couldn't, simply couldn't look at the training of others he had to break from the normal, the status quo. And in fact, we approached the whole training program from the radical reverse of what was the norm. Each week, we did something very simple. We reviewed or previewed his calendar. And we plotted the non-negotiables, all of the meetings, the work, the travel that you might have, sleep, oh, precious sleep, downtime. 
we then, after going through that exercise, had a certain amount of time and some blocks in the calendar in which I, as the coach, was free to implement the training. These were the hours that we had. No more hours were going to be forthcoming. And so we decided to optimize within the hours available. We resisted trying to chase finding more hours. And we labeled this the optimization challenge. How do we optimize the training program within the construct of this framework? And so our overall vision was built around a few magic words, consistency, pragmatism, opportunism. You see, when life flowed and things got really hectic for Sami, he would train less, but he would maintain the key work. And when life ebbed a little bit and opportunities arose, he would go out and train more, adding hours, maybe even hitting a few sprinklings of multi-day bigger blocks of work. And what are his average training hours over the course of each season? Well, on any given week, probably about 10 hours. The result of doing those 10 hours within that absolutely chaotic life wasn't just training consistency, but performance predictability. He rarely had a bad race. In fact, he went on to win multiple 70.3s. He became the overall amateur Ironman 70.3 world champion. He won his age group at the Hawaii Ironman World Championships, breaking the mythical nine hours while doing so. Oh, and that was all in the year that Trulia went public. So can you win the amateur division of the 70.3 world championships or go under nine hours in the Hawaii Ironman on just a training recipe of 10 weekly hours? Well, probably not. But the key lessons and message isn't about optimal Ironman performance in 10 hours or less or some other cute tagline. What it's about is about you finding your optimal performance within the context of your life. And so for Asami, adding more hours would have just simply added more fatigue. And this story is really the story of this podcast. It's the main thrust of the message for you as you plan or you contemplate taking on the Ironman journey. So today, I'm going to break some of the myths about preparing for an Ironman. And over the course of the dialogue, you're going to hear things that go against the grain of tradition. How do I say it really cleanly? Let's go a little bit of East London for this. There's a whole bunch of codswallop out there, a whole bunch of shit. But I promise that these things that I tell you are the most important thing to not only making your Ironman journey possible, but also the most successful it can be. And so as we get going, before we break into the myths, I want to establish five important facts. These are important things to keep in mind because this is not some quick fix or quackery episode of the podcast. So let's at least hold hands and align on a couple of things. Number one, an Iron Man is a massive challenge. It's tough. There's no sugar coating it. Number two, 
Successful preparation and execution of an Ironman prepare requires great commitment, logistical considerations, and a whole bunch of training. Number three, for success, you will require great cardiovascular conditioning and muscular endurance. You must get fit. Number four, your journey undoubtedly is going to include plenty of obstacles, adversity, and setbacks. And finally, number five, realize this, that to be successful requires a longer-term commitment and plan. There is no quick fix. You can't break Iron Man. You can't crack some special code. You have to go on the journey. And so as you listen, there absolutely is no escape in these facts. But yes, you can do it. And you can be successful if you really want to. And so let me show you how. We're going to begin with some failing approaches and common myths. Now, I don't start with this to be some Debbie Downer. Instead, what I want you to think of this is more like a Marie Kondo type approach. Let's declutter your mind of the approaches and mindsets that are absolutely sure to derail or present you with a greater risk of fatigue or injury. So here are some important myths that we can crack. Number one, you don't need to train 20 hours a week. Now, this is the most common perceived need of Ironman preparation. But just pause for a few seconds and ask yourself, seriously, do you realistically have 20 spare hours in a week? If you do, great, super stuff. But if you're cramming 20 hours of training into a week and you do that by compromising sleep, your downtime, work performance, and your ability to be present and engaged with friends and family, and then by definition, your approach is absolutely missing something that is critical for you to be successful. And it's a single word, sustainability. And let me add to this. If we take a step back and review the average training hours of an amateur purple patch athlete preparing for an Ironman, and I want you to bear in mind as I say this, and I'm going to go full ego on you here. We have qualified several hundred of these amateur athletes to the Hawaii Ironman World Championships, and we've created a list too long to mention of age group winners and podium finishes in these darn things that we're talking about today. But if we assess the average, the average weekly hours of a purple patch athlete, somewhere between 10 to 14 hours each week. And so the question that you ask yourself is can you find 10 to 12 hours a week to train? Because that's kind of what you need. And it's still a lot of weekly hours. And you might sometimes do more like Sami did in our story. When life ebbed a little bit, but when it flowed, you might equally do a little less. And so our first myth, crush it from your mind. You don't need 20 hours a week to be successful in IMAP. Myth number two, this is another huge one. The accumulation of weekly training hours is not 
your best barometer of training success. Everyone loves the spreadsheets. Everyone loves the mathematics. And in fact, in the last section, I just talked about hours in a week of training. But I don't want you to think that that is the critical barometer of success because it simply isn't. You see, you're going to be preparing for an Ironman within the context of your life. Remember the story of Sami and take heed. Don't prepare by plotting out a wonderfully pretty roadmap of training with all of the training hours that your friends were told you to be absolutely critical for readiness and then go about trying to force them into your life. What I want you to do right now, and this is scary, and in fact, if you've got children listening, cover their ears. What I want you to do is close your eyes and imagine me standing there squeezing into a 24-inch waist swimsuit. Okay, maybe don't do that. But if you're like me, that visual is burned, unfortunately, into your mind's eye. And in fact, you can't escape the fact that in your mind's eye right now, you can see the tears and the rips already happening in my swimsuit. Oh, I guess you know now whether I have a hairy butt or not. But anyway, the point is that you can't take the cramming training plans into life approach when it comes to your Ironman journey. And guess what? You don't need to. Number three, you do not need to ride your bike for long hours or do a long run every single week of your training journey. Now, this is really key. And in fact, I'll say something else. You don't have to hit every type of training session of every discipline every week. And this is actually where a great program or coach can help. A group or a person who appreciates the life side of things. Because I realize that when you take on this type of journey, a natural fear bubbles up. And a question usually emerges to the surface of that fear, which is, am I going to be fit enough? But here's the thing. If you begin your journey early enough and you establish a really consistent training approach that integrates into your life, fitness is seldom the limiter for people. Seldom. And if you don't believe me, why don't we paint a picture on this? One in which this approach that we're sort of massaging around today kind of takes root. Why don't we start with Sami's training hours? Do you remember what I talked about with Sami? He averaged about 10 hours a week. All right, perhaps you've got a few more hours to give. So why don't we be a little ambitious here? Let's say that you're going to nail down an average of 12 weekly training hours. Now, some weeks you might do less, some weeks more, but just for the sake of this example, 12 hours. Okay, you enter an Ironman race and you're going to enter that in September. Good. Now, you should start right now. Next week, right after we start this conversation, boom, your journey starts. You need to get ready for that Ironman in September. But let's say you get through the holidays and you begin in the first week of January. Now, we're going to call that give or take about 40 weeks. First week of January till second or third week in September. 
a week or two of downtime in there. Maybe you've got a family holiday. Let's call it 40 weeks. Okay, so Ironman race day, how long is it going to take you? Why don't we agree that it's going to take you somewhere between about 11 hours and 17 hours? You're not down there with the Lucy Charles of the world or the Anfredanos of the world. 11 to 17 hours. Okay, in our example here, 12 hours a week, 40 weeks, etc. To prepare, you've given yourself, give or take, about 480 quality and integrated training hours to help you get ready. Now, if you're even more patient, and I would say even smarter, and you build your first season of preparation anchored more around Olympic distance and half Ironman racing and say, you know what, I'm going to do Ironman the next year. Well, let's assume that you do a whole year of training and you're going to take a few weeks off here and there. So let's give you 46 of the 52 weeks in year one. That's going to be about 550 training hours. And then year two, you go and do your September Ironman That's our 48 weeks. That's our 480 hours. In other words, over that 18 months or so, you've accumulated and given yourself more than a 1,000 hours. And that, in essence, folks, is how we get athletes to excel in Ironman racing. Excel whether it's crossing the line without absolutely suffering like you're just being left in the desert and surviving, all the way up to winning world championships. And remember, you couldn't possibly yield the commitment that we made with Sami and the commitment that you should make to yourself. You couldn't possibly yield health, vibrancy, and consistent positive training gains if that training whether it's 8, 10, 12, 14, 20 hours, isn't sustainable and fully integrated into life. Are you starting to get the picture here? Okay. The next one, number four, for the time-starved athlete, more training hours is not always better. More is not always better. Did I say that clearly? Well, guess what? I hope I did, but we don't even need to spend time on this because if you don't understand why on that statement, you can pause the tape, rewind, and listen to the last five and 10 minutes again. And then you should get it second time sometimes. I know, a bit like me, you might be a little bit slow. Okay, so let's move on. It's a goodie, this one. Number five, you shouldn't go on a diet while you're training for an Ironman. Lighter is not always better. You see, you should realize and embrace the fact that endurance sports are generally resilient sports. And in fact, nine out of 10 times when an athlete actively tries to lose weight, or you often hear it being called chasing race weight, while they're training hard and preparing for an Ironman or an event like that, they run into problems, either injury or drops in performance predictability or overall lethargy and fatigue. And in fact, if you're consistently, there's that word again, but consistently training the right amount within the context of your life and you fuel your body with enough calories and the right type of calories so that you can adapt and recover, 
your body composition will start to transform. Now, I should pause here. If you need deep nutritional intervention, I highly, highly, almost command you that the best way to do this is under serious guidance from an elite level nutritionist who understands this and understands nutrition within the context of what we're talking about today. And that is why at Purple Patch, we surround ourselves with absolutely fantastic excerpts. We have the team from Fuel In. We have Kyla Chanel. Now, we'll add the link to the show notes, but you can head to services, go to the nutrition page, and go and choose the one that fits. Of course, we're always happy to help out. But if you really need nutritional support, those guys are the guys. Okay, one final myth. For you to be successful on your Ironman journey, guess what? You don't have to go out and spend $50,000 on equipment and gadgets just to be successful. There is going to be some investment needed, but you cannot buy your way to success. Now, to help you through this, we've put together a free special Ironman checklist. And while it's tempting or even perhaps for others nerve wracking to think about all of the perceived investment that you need on equipment, you actually don't need a ton of equipment to be successful. Now, let me tell you, they, they will sell you anything they can. And I know you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, them, they, they'll sell you anything. Detox pad, posture gadgets, new super shoes, bikes that are as complicated as Formula One race cars. But guys, pragmatism rules. Strip it down to the basics. Now, we're going to need to do a whole standalone show on this, all on the best equipment for your first Ironman. But that's for next season. For now, head to the show notes, download the Ironman checklist, and you're going to get a lot of information in there. (sighs) Okay, deep breath out, folks. We have dispelled some of the myths. We've framed some sneaky alternative mindsets into the mist. Now what I want to do is outline a few things to think about with your plan. These are kind of your hit list, your building blocks of Ironman success. Now, the good news is that I recently went into pretty good depth in a blog that I wrote right around this topic, and you can find that in the blog section. It's free. Just head there. No email input. Just go to the Purple Patch website, go to the education tab, and click on blog page. You're going to see it right there. It is your comprehensive guide to Ironman success. But for this show, why don't I outline some of the most critical building blocks? All right, fasten your seatbelts. You're almost through your building blocks of success for a time-starved Ironman. The first thing I want to do, and it sounds repetitive, but I want to retrace the steps because it is the most important. Number one, you must integrate your training into life and seek consistency over accumulation. Why am I so hot and bothered about this? It's because it works. It's a gateway to allowing you to enjoy the training and show up in the rest of your life. You see, this is the path in which you prevent massive fatigue accumulation and the mental burnout, and it is a non-negotiable. And within here, I encourage you not to train to fix hours, but instead plan every week within the context of your life. And sometimes opportunity will bubble up and it's going to enable you to do a little bit more and take it when it comes. But sometimes you need to do less. And so do so and nail what you can. This mindset is absolutely central to one of the Purple Patch sayings, embrace the journey. Number two, 
I really encourage you to roadmap your journey with the long-term lens. Now, there is a ton to unpack in roadmapping globally, and we're going to have a whole show on this. But let me make it concise for today's show. You shouldn't wait until the last 16 to 20 weeks before your race to commence training. All that's going to do is cause panic. It's going to force you to rush. And almost guaranteed, it's going to leave you either injured, tired, or frustrated with poor performance. And Ironman preparation is not done in 20 weeks. Okay. Now, without sounding paradoxical, I'm going to tell you at the same time that you shouldn't begin your Ironman-specific training more than 16 to 20 weeks out. Hang on, what? What? Yes. I want you to begin the journey, but don't just chase Ironman fitness. Instead, use the block of work and training that you have prior to the last few months, whether it's 10 or 14 or 20 or 60 or 80 months, building the athlete. Strength, tissue resilience, improving the engine, power and speed, technique, form, posture, becoming an artist of terrain management and condition management, practice racing in shorter racing, and then you shift, you shift the mindset about 16 weeks prior to the race and you put this big dirty X on your calendar on the wall. We still use calendars on the wall, don't we? And it is from that X in the calendar from then until race day on the back of all the preparatory work that you've done that then you can build race specific fitness and needs. So that's building block number two. Building block number three, I think you should build your training sessions every week around two or three really key workouts. You see, here's a dirty truth. Every session is not equal. Your journey to Ironman should be absolutely anchored around two to three key workouts every week. And then it should be supported with, you've guessed it, supporting sessions. Who came up with that name? I think that was Barry. It was Barry. Was that you? Did you come? You come? Yes, Barry's nodding. Supporting sessions. That great brand naming that was from Barry. I just want to point that out, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, I digress. These sessions are where your flex, your optimization, your life integration all comes together really poetically because supporting workouts are focused on general endurance, recovery or preparation for those key workouts that we talked about. And that means that life ebbing can give you capacity to add more supporting training. It's relatively nonspecific, but life flows. Commitments go up. Well, then you can reduce them or even eliminate them. And that becomes a really powerful pragmatic lever that you can throttle as you navigate through life, which is for most people, pretty unpredictable. Number four, begin your journey of Ironman preparation with at least twice weekly non-negotiable strength and conditioning workouts. Build that habit. Maintain and finish that Ironman journey 
with twice weekly non-negotiable strength and conditioning workouts. Now, purple patch athletes follow our video-based strength training workouts. And guess what? They enjoy them and they're successful. Why? Because they're really high value. But the key point is if you're going to be successful, don't ignore strength training. It is on an equal footing with all of that fitness that you're chasing. Number five, two to go, guys. Number five, make sure that you find accountability, feedback, and community. Accountability, feedback, and community. Now, I realize as the coach that I am, that telling you to get coached might sound a little kind of used car salesman-like, but here it goes. Get coached. You see, this is your journey. And you must navigate it. You own it. And every day you're going to be in the weeds. You're going to be navigating, making decisions and accumulating fatigue from the efforts of your hard labor. And you'll be doing this while you're also managing all of life's ongoing commitments, logistics and challenges. And there is a reason that almost every high performing athlete, CEO or expert of any field embracing coaching. And that's because it works. And it's not just because of some magic solution of a plan, which of course helps, but it's because of the accountability, perspective, and guidance. Remember that experts, a really well-fitting expert or program for you and your needs, has already helped many, many folks like you navigate Ironman successfully, but you are doing your first one, or you're doing it following a bout or a series of frustration. So why wouldn't you lean into expertise? There is a reason that 70% of folks who do their first Ironman while they're coached go on to do another. Meanwhile, only 10 to 20% of folks Go on to do another if they choose to do it alone. You see, coaching helps you navigate the journey successfully. It is actually the catalyst to you enjoying it more. Results are better. And that's better in the whole journey, not just the outcome. Because ultimately, let's face it, the journey is the place that you're going to get the lion's share of the lessons, the rewards, the things that are really meaningful. We want you to have a great experience, and you will, but the journey is the magic. Now, I'm going to add to this that your overall Ironman journey, the thing that I really love, the months and months and months that should be fun, it is going to be more rewarding, more enjoyable, more successful. If around yourself, you can also embrace and build community. I really encourage you, become a part of something, lean in, share the journey with a friend or two, better yet, Make them join you. Do some group training. There's a reason here that we've invested so much effort, time, and money into our video coaching. And the purpose was so that we can improve remote coaching to anyone in the world. But also, most importantly, it was to connect. Connect folks on a journey. Guess what? It's powerful. It's really, really powerful. And the last building block is make sure when you're planning your training, 
particularly your big blocks of training. Do so not in a silo, but with the other important constituents in your life. I'll give you an example. Remember when I said earlier in the show that it isn't important to ride long or run long every single weekend? Well, that doesn't mean that some longer duration riding and running isn't absolutely critical to your success. It is. You have to do some over distance work. And if you have a family or partners or constituents in your life, it's really ideal to bring them into the planning, into the mix, as it were. Because instead of losing every single weekend to long four, five, six hour bike rides, instead, I really encourage you to think about clustered training around very specific weekends. And so as you go on your Ironman journey and you do start to transition beyond that mythical X in the calendar, I would encourage you before that time, dedicate a planning meeting with the most important folks in your life and look ahead. And what you should do is choose one, two, three, four, maybe five weekends in which collectively you can say, yep, that's an Ironman weekend. And on these, everyone involved, all the important folks know and embrace the fact that the focus is going to be on this Ironman preparation. It's a big life event for you. And remember, you've got to be faff. What's faff, says Barry? Fit as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. Faff. Put the tattoo on your arm. Go on. Put it next to the purple patch tattoo. But anyway, identify these clustered training weekends as Ironman prep. Now, what do they look like? They might look something like, great example is maybe you're going to do a bike ride on Friday. Then on Saturday, you're going to do a long ride, one of those classic Ironmans, and you're going to have a little bit of a runoff for a big day. And then on Sunday, you might even do another ride, a short ride. And then you can do a long run off of it. A big three days of work. But with these, you enter them with clarity. The whole family or the important people in your life all united with, hey, I'm on board with this. This is when you need to go and prepare. And that means on the other weekends, you are going to have to do some training. But it absolutely shouldn't dominate your life or your hours. And that means on those clustered weekends, you can hit them guilt-free because your partner can go and make other fun plans. And in the weekends between, you can be a team, a family, whatever it might be. And when you blend this with consistent training over those hours and hours and hours, what did I say, 450, 480 hours over the course of a year to get ready, then that creates lasting success and successful preparation. Ladies and gentlemen, these are your building blocks. Now, on this show, I can't tell you exactly how to train, what workouts to do. We're already going pretty long. But I really hope that I've painted a picture that inspires you, that creates some clarity, and it helps you form a mindset a mindset in which you're equipped to tackle it, to take it on. Because as you listen today, you can be successful. You can do an Ironman and you can do it really, really well. Whatever your goals are, you can do an Ironman well. It ain't easy. It won't be easy. 
It's going to take work. It takes massive commitment. You're going to have to navigate a whole bunch of obstacles. You are going to get tired. But overall, it's going to be worth it. It's a magical experience. It's massively rewarding. And out of the journey itself, you will yield lessons that you cannot even imagine. You're going to find out so much about yourself. There's such a reason. There is a massive reason that Ironman, that race, that distance does something, creates something. It's not basic. It's there. It's important. You can be successful. Now, as I mentioned, I encourage you, download the checklist, our Ironman checklist. Even head to the blog, read the blog. All the details are in the show notes today. And if you're sitting here like, oh, I'm on the fence, but uh, I'm not sure if I can jump. It'd be like me bungee jumping. There's no way I could step off the platform. Or if you're want our advice, just feel free to reach out. There's no pressure. It's not a sales call, but we are beyond willing to have a chat, provide a little counsel. Reach out to us, info at purplepatchfitness.com because I love it when people take it on. Remember our word of the week, Dina? It just takes the first step and a bit of pragmatism and bravery. With that, guys, stay safe. And until next time, take care. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive, just like me and you. Don't forget... You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.